Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 319, recorded live on Sunday, August 4th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who was probably watching the Seven Minutes of Terror approximately one year ago, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who was also watching that same Seven Minutes of Terror approximately one year ago, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh my god, has it been a year? It has been a year. Well, on the 5th slash 6th. Okay. That's why I said... when this is out. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually watch it, I remember. Yeah. Stayed up late for that. Yeah. God, it's been a year. Are you going to remind people what the Seven Minutes of Terror actually was? For those who don't know, the Seven Minutes of Terror... Or don't remember, maybe you did know. True. As a refresher for everybody, will that work? Yes. Okay. As a refresher for everybody, the Seven Minutes of Terror was the landing sequence for the Curiosity rover that is currently stationed on Mars. It's called the Seven Minutes of Terror because they were literally, it was batshit crazy. And many things could go wrong, and they had no control over it. No control over it, and they wouldn't know until it was done whether it worked or not. Yeah. And that was because of the, the among other things, the time lag. Mm-hmm. So Since it was really kind of weird watching it because as soon as you had started watching it, it was actually already over. Yeah. There was just no way to know. <laughs> it's like watching a sporting event on time delay. Right. The outcome is known. We just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I guess the outcome isn't known. The outcome is determined, but we don't know what it is. Is that better? I thought we were going to stop talking about all the relativity stuff after last episode. No, you were talking about relativity. I'm talking about quantum mechanics. Those are two very different things. Okay, we should just stop talking about high-level physics for a while. Probably, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, probably not. Hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. Wow, one year. What has the rover done in a year? Um, discovered that there was flowing water at some point on Mars. Okay, that's pretty good for a year. Well, there's some other things on there, too. I just don't have the infographic that NASA has posted in front of me. Oh, pish. I don't, I don't trust NASA. They're an interested party. Oh, of course I trust NASA. <laughs> don't worry, Andy. <laughs> so many good things have come out of that. Of course I trust NASA. <laughs> So Okay, so here we go. I've actually found the infographic. The top five science discoveries from Curiosity's first year on Mars. Number one is a suitable home for life because it found carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, and sulfur. Okay. Was, were they not expecting to find those elements? I mean, they're, they're pretty common elements. I don't know. I guess they were trying to see. Okay. Because, again, pretty common elements. Yeah, how much of the world is made up with carbon a lot yeah okay so number two evidence of an ancient stream bed that's kind of cool so they actually said there was probably a steady stream of flowing water about knee deep on mars at some point Ooh, knee deep yeah knee deep okay number three radiation could pose health risks for humans traveling to mars we talked about that where curiosity got dosed a lot on the trip over. Yeah. Uh, number four, the lack of methane. Isn't that kind of a critical chemical for life? Given that living organisms produce met- produce methane, yes. Okay. So there wasn't any in the atmosphere. And number five, 
diversity of environments near the landing area. That one just sounds like somebody at NASA put that one on there because they needed five. Yep. Yes, we uh, found lots of variety. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. How long was the mission supposed to last? The mission is supposed to last two years. Okay. But the basically nuclear reactor that they have on board. <laughs> the very tiny nuclear reactor. It's not a nuclear nuclear reactor as we think of right. it, but it's pretty much the same principle. It's, it's not a fission reactor. No. In but the sense it, of you're not boiling water to spin a turbine. No, but it does rely on the decay of radioactive elements. Yes. So this nuclear power source for them uh, can last up to 10 years. Okay. So they're thinking ahead on this one, not like with uh, the other rovers, Spirit and shit. What's the other one? I know it. Yeah, I know you know it. That's why I'm asking you, dipshit. I'll give you an opportunity to give you you the correct answer. That would be okay. Thank you. Spirit and opportunity. There you go. (laughs) Jackass. (laughs) I know what you do. I just had to do it once. Okay. Well, you've done it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once happened 318 episodes ago. Give or take a couple random topics. Yeah. Random reviews. Okay. Should we maybe actually talk about what happened this week? Sure, rather than talk about something that happened a year ago. Yep. And will continue happening for another year. And perhaps another year. And mm-hmm. another year. Um, let's talk about Eve. Again? Again. Because cool shit happens in Eve. This is fantastic. This is, you know, ethics are thrown out the window in this game. Yes. Because there's, no, there, there's no police. There's no international criminal court. There's no set of laws. I mean, there are in the game, but you can disobey them. And there's really no real repercussion. Okay. So this time, the, the driving force was actually put in by the developers. Now, the developers always like to say they're fairly hands-off. But they made an expansion to EVE, which is basically just a massive update. And one of the things that happened in that expansion was a redistribution of resources. Oh. So areas of the universe that had previously been mineral rich were now mineral deficient. Other areas all of a sudden had all of these resources, which meant that the lines of territory needed to be redrawn. Because player factions who had been sitting pretty on, like, these really resource-rich planets now had worthless crap. That's funny. So one faction, and, and you know, in this game there's, like, different levels of, of faction allegiance. Because you have, like, your local group, you have your corporation, you have the alliance of corporations. And I don't remember which level this started at. I think it was an alliance. The Goon Squad, uh, they looked at what was going on. They saw another rival who was in a a weak spot defensively on a very newly rich mineral area, resource area, and declared all-out war. Said, you know, typically when we go to war, it's in retaliation from something. It's more defensive. Like, the the... Their leader posted this whole speech, actually gave a whole speech, which clearly had been written beforehand, 
and it was just going on and on and on. And, you know, it's, we, we typically go to work for defensive purposes or in retaliation. But no, this time we are actually just making a land grab. And he called on for other alliances and other coalitions to hop in and join them. And it turned into a 4,000-person battle. That's a lot. It lasted hours. Well, it's also for the fact that I'm reading here that in order to handle the 4,000 people, they had to slow the game speed down to 10%. That's awesome. <laughs> so I could Five almost see this as hours. almost like a, 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 I don't know, something, what's a game that moves really, probably, okay, so like chess, that work? Something where you can get everybody in there, but then time starts to slow down, so you have to plan your moves ahead of time. I don't know, I mean, it means you have more time to, to make your move. True. Five hours. I love how the Eve uh, blog has a summary and numbers for it done by the actual Eve people. What are some of the stats that they put out? Technically, the real world value of all of um, damage done is about $15,000. Wow. That's just in ships destroyed and capsules destroyed. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. Yep. I got to admit... I was really, really tempted during that last Steam sale when Eve was five bucks to pick it up. I wasn't. No? No. Eve makes for good news stories, but it's like the place that you'd want to visit but not live there. Well, but that's what the five dollars would be, would be to visit. Yeah, probably. I'm finding I'm getting enough information out of Eve just to buy news articles. Okay. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. They are absolutely crazy. Okay, what else would you like to talk about? Do we have any other game? We've got a couple uh, other games. We have a couple, yeah. I was like, what do you mean, what other games? A lot of games and, and legal issues, it seems. Okay, so speaking of a previous topic. Yeah. What's going on with the Doom of Atlantic City? So, uh, we talked about this last week. It was the Kickstarter where the guy ran out of money and canceled the project, which by Kickstarter's rules means he has to pay back all of the, uh, the, the contributors. Yes. Now, by the way, what, what is forcing him to do that? I'm not did sure. He, part- did he sign a contract with Kickstarter? I, I, it's, I guess it's part of the Kickstarter terms of service. So if okay. you agree to use Kickstarter to raise money... You agree to pay it back. Yes. Which is a legally binding agreement. Yes. Okay. Because like, what is actually forcing him to do this? So Cryptozoic which is a, a board game and card game publisher. They did a lot of stuff with Penny Arcade. Yes. Saw this and said, we can do that. And they actually stepped in and said, they will take over, they will produce the game, and they will honor all the Kickstarter. Oh, my. Because this, I remember what the guy said. He's like, look, I didn't know what to do, and I screwed up. I'm guessing yep. these guys know what to I, do. I think Cryptozoic knows what to do at this point. Yeah. I'm, in fact, pretty sure that they know what they're doing. They've actually done quite a bit, and they've been rather successful. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of that. Expect to see it at your local game store sometime, or be able to ask for it. Yeah, if you're going to Gen Con, it should be demoed there. Yep. So that's good. I'm glad this is not, you know, like, we're reporting on the legal ramifications of this. Have we talked about the new version of Monopoly, by the way? 
What new version? Of, you know how many different versions of Monopoly are out there now? There's a new version of Monopoly. You want to okay. know what they got rid of in the new version of Monopoly? What they get rid of in the new version of Monopoly? Is this the one that got rid of the money? It, no, they got rid of the money a long time ago. Oh. They got rid of jail. What? Yeah. So what happens if you roll doubles you three times? You keep rolling. That is BS. For shorter game... You know what would make Monopoly a shorter gameplay? If people if, obeyed the rules and Yes, did if people actually obeyed the rules, didn't do money on free parking. And did the bidding. Yes. Yep. If they actually followed the actual Monopoly rules, the game is a lot quicker than people normally play. Yep. Oh, and it's no longer real estate. The idea is that you are buying and selling brands. Ugh. Oh, wait, wait. That may have been outdated. There is an update saying that Hasbro has said that there is jail and a go-to jail space. Huh. Not playing that game with my kids. Not playing that. Okay, what else do we want to talk about? Um, well, speaking of legal ramifications. Yes. There's about four different ways you could go with that one, Andy. I know. This is a little weird. Let's go with the first one. EA, EA and NCAA. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so these two companies, which had previously been at each other's throats, were also working together. This is way too common, don't you think? Like Apple and Samsung, some of the most vicious advertisements that you see that are kind of like uh, passive advertisements against each other. Are also working together. Samsung is making Apple's chips. The world of business is a crazy place. Yeah, no, that's wrong. I'm not happy about that. So same thing with NCAA and EA, right? They just had this huge fight about whether or not they could call it NCAA 2000 whatever. And NCAA said no because we want more money. And EA said screw you. We just won't call it that. We'll go behind your back and go to this other organization and use them instead. Right. Well, turns out both EA and the NCAA were on the same side of a different court case. This was the player likeness one, right? Right. Where the, the, the college players sued because technically... They, they were using his likeness. In they were using his likeness. But name. Yeah. Everything but name. It was uh, Nebraska quarterback Samuel Keller filing a class action lawsuit on behalf of all college players, I guess. And it was that EA had put in his height, his weight, his stats, his look, and it was everything but name. And EA and the NCAA appealed and said, free speech, First Amendment. And the appeals court said, no. So what comes of this? So it goes back to the lower court, who will then actually have the trial. Okay. Not really even trial, just have the arbitration and make the decision. And I expect EA will have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. Except I'm not sure who they pay it to. It's a class action lawsuit, except the NCAA rules state that the players can't make money off of things like this. What about former players? I don't know. But they would have been making the money from when they were in the team. So I don't know. I, it, college, it's a little weird. College athletics for basketball and football, it's just getting ridiculous now. Yes. Now? been ridiculous for quite some time i know but it's getting even more ridiculous where march madness and now the football playoffs it's wait they're doing playoffs in football 
you didn't hear about this? I heard that they were talking about it. Yeah, they set it up there. There's going to be f- playoffs for football. Like this year? Hold on, let me double check. NCAA football playoff system. Will it be per conference? Starting in 2014, the college football playoff will replace the BCS. Wow. How'd they manage that? I don't know. All right, okay. So the new postseason format will create two national semifinal games to be played on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day with the winners advancing to the basically BCS championship game. Will the rest of the bowls continue? I'm not sure. It was one of those things where I heard it was ridiculous and then stopped paying attention because it was ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's also the reality that we're going to have to live with. Because people want money. Yes. Crazy. We're coming up to the season, aren't we? Mm Mm-hmm. So it will start. The first playoff game will be January 1st, 2015. Right. So this year is still the typical. Yes. The 2014 season, which will start in a year. the fall of 2014, will be the first year with the college football playoffs. Okay. But we are almost up to the football season this year. Yes. That's happiness. Sure. I like football season. Good to pay attention to. Hopefully Eastern will do better than last year. What did they do last year? Two and ten? Probably. Something like that. Looks like Michigan and Eastern aren't playing this year. No, they're not. Central and Eastern are playing this year, though. Well, yeah, because we have to do it for the Michigan Mac Trophy. Yep. Let's see, the Big Ten team we're playing this year is Penn State. Penn State. Ow. Good luck. Let's see what happened last year. 2012 football schedule, 2-10, and 10, yeah. Hey, not bad. By that, I mean my memory. So what other lawsuits do you have going on? Other lawsuits. There's a lawsuit to Activision Blizzard. Yes. From a shareholder. Yes, because of the fact that the... uh, Okay, so the suit alleges breach of fiduciary duties, waste of corporate assets, and unjust enrichment of the on the parts of Avendi as well as Activision Blizzard and its board of directors. Because the 172 million shares that is going to be sold to Bobby... Kotech and his him and his investment group mm-hmm. are going to be sold at a 10% discount. Mm. So that means that discount is going to give them $664 million without even blinking an eye because they, they're getting 10% off the price. Right. And that 10% doesn't stay there. It's It was 10% for the sale and then it basically jumps 10%. Yes. That's unfortunate. So yeah, they're going to get a free $664 million, which this shareholder is rightly so upset at the process of, wait a second, this seems a little insider trading sort of bit. Yeah, that that's a little, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder Kotek jumped on this. Wait, you want to sell me all these things for less than they're actually worth? <laughs> 10% off? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. God damn it. I actually own a share of that. A uh, share. Kind of funny. So you could still go to the uh, the shareholder conference calls? Yep. Never have, but I could. And at well, this you point, can... it's not worth getting rid of the share. No. Especially right? not after whatever happens in the future. It's Well, it's a $10 trade. What's the share worth? Uh, Activision Blizzard shares are up to 1808 
So yeah, that's not really. <laughs> so if yeah, yeah, selling the share will cost me ten dollars. I will make eight dollars off of it. Ooh. Except I won't because I paid eleven dollars for it in the first place. Oh. So it's only gone up like seven bucks, six bucks. Not enough to actually make any. Yeah, that would. Right. It's literally sense. not worth selling. I'm better off holding on to it and just getting dividends or evidently taking part in class action lawsuits. That's what it seems. <laughs> I have one of Activision Blizzard. I have one of uh, Hospital Corporation of America. I have three Adobe shares, four shares of EA. You have a very single-digit stock portfolio. Well, it's, it's, again, it's so that I can get the earnings reports and kind of pay attention to that in case I want to dive back into them. I see. I have significantly more shares of things like Microsoft. Which probably pays dividends, what, all the time? Um, I haven't got one lately. Hmm. I'm kind of upset that I sold my GameStop shares. You have always you bring that? up that, don't you, all the time? Well, Andy, I bought it at 25 it's 50. Well, that's too bad. Yes. Which, so, yes. What I need you to do then is invent a time machine. Tell myself, don't sell those shares. <laughs> that summer slump that you were expecting isn't actually going to show up. Yeah, that was kind of... Okay, so I remember going with something to my dad about buying options instead of stock. Yeah. And they do all these like... They they first talked about how the fact that they can't really talk about current stocks because stuff's going on right now. So they bring up previous stock information that they had talked about. Yeah. Which in my head, the entire time I'm going, hindsight is so 2020. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, if you did this back in, then it would work. I'm like, well, I'm thinking about how many of the other times are you not bringing up yep. where your fail-safe plan did not work? Yep. Stocks are silly. Mm-hmm. It's just a way for the rich to get richer. It really is. That's all the market is. Well, that's uh, what I remember. It was right around during the Occupy Wall Street thing where they were talking about the the 1%. Yeah. And somebody had actually done some analysis of commonalities between the 1% and stuff that doesn't happen with the 99%. One of the things was like owning so much percentage of your wealth in stock and options and bonds and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, it's yeah, a way but, for the rich to get richer. Mm-hmm. So speaking of another um, previous lawsuit. Yes. Speaking of Apple and Samsung, remember that time where uh, Samsung accused Apple of infringing patents and then... <laughs> <laughs> remember that patent lawsuit? Which one? The one for the iPhone... 4S and the iPad 1 and 2. Vaguely. I remember that there was one. Uh, it was the uh, International Trade Commission where they yeah. said, okay, you can't bring these things into the U.S. because right. of this patent lawsuit. Well, that ban was uh, supposed to go into effect, uh, well, technically today, since this podcast will go out on Monday. Um, Obama has vetoed the ban. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So... so it seems the president can do that. I didn't know he could do that, but it seems he can. I guess he can veto the trade ban. Okay. And so, yeah, that's going to be... So now that pat, that lawsuit doesn't matter. There's going to be another ruling on August 9th about the uh, whether or not Samsung infringed on Apple patents, which means that um, some older Samsung phones and tablets might be banned. Okay, you know what? They really need to just stop. Think about how much money they are wasting on these pointless fights. 
especially like uh, this one was what the iPhone 4S and the iPad, the 3G enabled versions of the iPad one and two. How many of those are being yeah. sold still? Not many. Can you even can you even get the original iPad on the Apple Store anymore? Probably not. Maybe at like Best Buy or at a, a non big box store. Maybe. Oh, wait, I'm looking through iPad my email. Generation one used, used, used. Nothing new. First gen iPad used. eBay. Yep. I don't think you can actually buy them anymore. So yeah, this seems to be a pointless lawsuit. Yep. Because we are so currently stop on the, wasting our money. Yeah, we are currently on the fourth generation of the iPad. Like seriously, just stop. Not worth it. Don't do it anymore. March 2nd, 2011, Apple announced the new iPad 2 and the discontinuation of the production of the original iPad. So I mean, they're doing go. it for precedence. They're doing it so that they can say, well, according to this other lawsuit. Oh, goody. Yeah. I feel like we're a pawn in these giant battles. Andy, that's giving us too much credit. We're not even participating in these We're the these board. Ba- we aren't the pawns. Being the pawns would imply that we have some ability. We are the board. We are the field on which this battle is played. Oh, goodness. and we have zero control over it. Yeah, just like Time Warner and CBS. Yep, going with another lawsuit. Well, not a, not a lawsuit. Well, didn't we? Did we talk about that? No, we haven't talked about that one yet. Okay, Time Warner and CBS. This is still going back and forth. Yes, this, with the this... the cable hopper thing. Was where this started, right? No. No? No, no. This one, I do believe, is with the, re, uh, the rebroadcasting rights. Okay. So, um, in order for your cable company to put the over-the-air channels, like, you have, you have cable, right? Yeah. Okay. In order for you to get ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox on the your cable... For over-the-airs? Yes. Well, the four major... Well, there's yeah. more over-the-air stations, but we'll just go with the main four. The four, the four main ones. Um, your cable company has to pay the networks in order to receive those cable channels. Okay. It's called the retransmission rights or redistribution rights. Okay. So this has nothing to do How with the hopper. How much do they hopper. have to pay? Well, that's the thing, though. Is they're fighting over this because the network basically want more money for the rebroadcasting rights. And Time Warner says no. Yes. What did Comcast say? Is Comcast caving on this one? Their contracts are not set up at the same time, so this has happened. This has happened with Dish. This has happened. Remember with Dish and uh, Viacom? Yep. Remember we talked about that. There was a fight about that one. So there's there's always a fight because these contracts are finally expiring, and so people are trying to renegotiate for more money because everybody wants more money. Everyone wants money. This is a result of living in a capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the the agreement fell through. So Time Warner kicked off all of the CBS owned stations off of Time Warner Cable. You'd go to the channel and it would say, "We're sorry." The uh, how is that a win for Time Warner? I don't know. Okay, so Time Warner kicks off CBS's stations and probably yes. is running tons of content saying, "CBS wants more money. This will mean higher bills for you." Yes, you've got that pretty much on the head. Okay. What did CBS do? CBS, in return, um, since Time Warner Cable also has internet access, um, if you went to CBS.com and went to go watch these videos that you weren't able to see on your Time Warner Cable, um, they played a little video, basically, that said, content not available because you're a Time Warner Cable subscriber. Huh. Well, then. 
So you can't watch your cable, your CBS shows on your TV because Time Warner won't let you. So then you yeah. go online to watch them and CBS won't let you because you're a Time Warner cable subscriber. Wow. Yep. Now, on a completely side note, if you had to have that Aereo that we talked about, you'd be able to watch your stuff online. <sighs> Companies need to stop suing each other into oblivion. Okay. Do we have anything that's more upbeat than companies suing each other? Um, oh. It looks like we've got a bunch of things about hacking. Okay. What do we got about hacking? Oh, well, let's, let's wrap up Fez. Let's wrap up the games because we have Fez to talk about. Okay. Do you remember Fez? Yeah, it was a PAX 10 game. Yep. It was uh, an indie sweetheart game, right? Everyone was so excited about it. Uh, we tried to interview the guy because we did all of PAX 10, and his answer was, I don't talk to press. Yeah, his, the Phil Fish is a little uh, something. Yeah, well, Phil Fish evidently... Okay, before I say anything else, I've never met the man. I've never had any dealings with the man besides what Andy has told me. I only know what I read, and what I read is going to be biased because it's being written by the media. But based on what I've read, Phil Fish is a two-year-old. He got into a Twitter-based shouting match with a journalist, and at the end of it said, fuck you all, I'm going home and not doing this anymore. And he announced the cancellation of Fez 2. (sighs) Yeah. So you know how we said that we like indie developers? Like most indie developers. It, It just supersedes the fact that he seems to be a jerk. I don't like jerks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I I never got to play Fez. There was the whole explosion about, oops, I patched it and it broke it further. And now there are people who can't play it at all. I never played it. I was never really like, I I don't know what the big deal about it was. It, I've seen it. It doesn't look all that great. I don't know why people went nuts over it, but I'm, I'm not sad about Fez 2 being canceled. Yeah, I'm not really either. This guy seems like he was more of a drain on the community than he was putting into it. I could be wrong. And of course, if this were to happen to like every indie developer, then we'd have problems. But I'm, yeah, not, not too upset about this one, actually. Just so you know, I currently do not own Fez. So Neither do I. And at this point, I'm not likely to own it because I'm yeah. not likely to give him my money. Crazy, crazy people. So, one other video game related item. Yeah. The Xbox One. Yeah. Has already gotten an update. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the current Xbox One dev kits yeah. have an increase to the GPU clock speed and a new graphics driver. So, the dev kits have been upgraded. Yes. Okay. So it's more powerful than what they showed. Yes. Because they were getting their ass kicked by Sony. That's what it seems. Since E3, an example is that we've dropped in what we internally call our mono driver. This is one of the uh, Xbox One people. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to find uh, corporate vice president. Spokesperson. Yeah, spokesperson, basically. It's our graphics driver that is really 100% optimized for the Xbox One hardware. We started with the direct base DirectX driver, took all the parts out that don't look like Xbox One, and added everything that really optimizes the experience. So, yeah, they've added more oomph, which we won't be able to tell because we don't have dev kits. Right. Well, that's kind of cool. 
really goes to show you just how panicked Microsoft is. Which I love how all the developers who have both the dev kits are looking at them and going, yeah, they're basically the same. Really? So Microsoft's like, look, look, we're making it better. And developers are saying, eh, not really. PS4 versus Xbox One, uh, they're essentially the same. Okay. Are you going to get either one? Right away? Probably not. After a year? Probably not. Two years? Like, I, I don't even remember the last time I turned on my 360. Turned mine on the other day. We played uh, Minecraft. Not Minecraft. Whoa. Rock Band. There we go. There's a big difference between Rock Band and Minecraft. Yeah, I don't know where Minecraft came from on that. I don't know either. We, we played Rock Band. Okay. Speaking of Microsoft. Okay. Microsoft, uh, we, we were talking about takedown notices last week. Yes. And that certain companies did takedown notices that were really, really kind of funny. Like they tried to take down HBO. No, HBO tried to take down VLC. Oh, right. Yes, that. I swear I remember most of what we talk about. <laughs> HBO tried to take down VLC. Yes. Microsoft, it turns down, turns out, tried to take down Microsoft.com. Wait, what? Microsoft, through a third party that Microsoft has contracted to help control their, their IP, their intellectual property, to make sure that people aren't stealing their stuff, requested to Google that Microsoft.com be taken down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oops. Okay, so here we go. A Microsoft spokesperson explained what happened. So this is according to the spokesperson. Google's online form requires identification of both the copyrighted content being infringed and the website address of the infringement. So a vendor properly listed those six URLs as Microsoft copyrighted content that was being infringed, but then inadvertently copy-pasted. Pasted. Pasted. I added the copy-pasta. Um, those six same URLs into the field to identify the locations of infringement. Yep. And you can see that if you look, it's the same five listed in both places, but still. Or six, I guess. But still. Really, guys? Really? I say if you're bad enough to, to screw ask up, for your own site to be taken down, you should get it taken down. Just Because then it'll, how are you going to learn from your mistake? <laughs> Uh, how are you going to learn from your mistake? These guys aren't going to get hired again. That's how they're going to learn from their mistake. Just I would have wow. loved to see if that had actually gone through, how many heads would have rolled. Oh, I'm sure there were already a couple heads rolling. That's, that is beyond stupid. Oh, we missed one video game topic. Okay. The ESRB, known for their uh, video game rating system, right. has decided to change the icons. Okay. On the games. Their their little logos, symbols. Yes. What are they changing? Well, the, the I mean it it was pretty good before, you know, EC for early childhood, E everyone, E10+. Plus, they, you could What are they changing? Well, the old one uh which was started back in 1999. Yeah. Looks pretty much the same as the new ones. Okay. The difference is the box at the top that says early childhood, everyone, everyone, 10 plus, teen, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Instead of white text on a black background, it's black text on a white background. Okay. Okay, so that's the, that's the first major change. I assume that's for readability. Uh, I guess so. I thought on it was easier devices. to read white text on a black on background. On mobile though. devices. But anyway, what other differences? 
The other difference is on the bottom where it used to say content rated by ESRB. Mm -hmm. It just says ESRB. Okay. Again, tiny screens. There's actually one other difference, which makes zero sense to me. The movement of the registered icon from the upper left to the lower right. Yep. Although they evidently fixed the fact that on the E10 Plus, it was actually a trademark, not registered. Ah. What the hell? Okay. Good for you, ESRB. I wonder what graphic designer got paid buku bucks. To flip the color. Yeah. God damn. The, the, I, I honestly I mean, don't like think... That's, that's, that's a selection and one, two keystrokes. Yeah. To do that. And then because it's a template, you could just do that as an action and just repeat it on all of them. Well, the question now becomes, though, do they really want to change those icons that much? It's like changing the MPAA rating that you always get. From a movie. From a movie. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it's a subtle change. It actually does make it more readable. They're not going to change the ECE E10 TMA. Those are going to stay there. After their huge educational campaigns about those, they're going to stay there. Oh, yeah. Because it's the one thing you can always, you, you can assume is consistent. Yep. All right. What else do we have? Well, on a completely unrelated note, I'm looking at the news on the sidebar of this article. Yeah. Did you know Pandora had a video games station? No. I have yeah. to go to Pandora. <laughs> Pandora has a video game music station. Cool. What games are in there? Uh, well, it says Gears of War, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy, Silent Hill, and more. And now um, Diablo, StarCraft, and Warcraft. Hmm. I have all of those. Like the soundtracks. I know, but I didn't know you could put them into Pandora. I guess so. Because some of the World of Warcraft soundtrack music was actually not bad. It was pretty good. I have not played Diablo or... Do you remember James Bond... Do I remember James Bond? I know. It's a silly question. Do you remember the James Bond movie where it was the like media mogul guy trying to start a war between China and England? That would be... Oh, it's the, that's the second it's, Pierce Brosnan yep. movie. It's with the remote-controlled car. It's got... That was actually the movie that had Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer in it. Do you know who Jeffrey Palmer is? No. Uh, Judy Dench in television did a show called As Time Goes By, and Jeffrey Palmer played the male lead character in that, and he was actually in the movie. What was the name of that James Bond movie? Um, was it Die Another Day? Uh, might have been. That's the one with Halle Berry, so no. no. The so world is not enough? Number, it would have been number 19 then. What was number 19? World is Not Enough was the nuclear sub. That was the third one. Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never, Never dies. dies. There we go. I knew dying was somewhere in the title. It's in half of them. <laughs> no, dying is not in half of them. Let's see how many of these. It is. Okay, don't, no, don't even buzz. Okay, one, first off, one quick point of this. Two, why, why would someone want a war between China and the UK? And not China and the United States. I don't know. But anyway, do you remember the key point of this was that he was using GPS, hacked GPS signals to fake out the, the boat's navigations? Yes. This was in 1997. 16 years later, someone actually did it. Oh. A group of students sent a fake GPS signal with enough strength to override the satellite and basically took control of a yacht. Wasn't this technically how 
Iran took down one of those spy drones? Uh, sort of. I think that one, they just jammed the hell out of it, and it went to, like, emergency failsafe. But st- I still talked about, when I when that one happened, I talked about there was a weak link in but, the system using yeah. <laughs> non-encrypted GPS. They, That's funny, yep. though. Yep. And it really, like, it's the plot from Tomorrow Never Dies. You want to know, know something even scarier? What's that? That the FAA is looking at installing GPS autopilots into all of the airplanes. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, that will make it scary. No, <laughs> not until we start encrypting the GPS signal. Which, I don't know if we could do that. Um, depends on the programming of the satellites, and it would make all current GPS equipment useless. Yes, which uh, we've learned is not something that people like. Yeah. Okay, other stories about hacking. With new technology come new opportunities. Okay. And new ways to get people in trouble. Google Glass. Okay, yes. Has a QR code scanner. And one hacker made a QR code that basically sent glass to a url that hijacked the the system oh it's just like the uh pwn to own contest where people would send the browser to some malicious website which would install some sort of backdoor into the system yeah except this one is your google glass and it's a qr code and all you have to do is look at it oh the good news is google's already fixed the exploit right (laughs) right but that that this hole was there, and if this is the hole that they found, how many holes are there that they haven't found? All you had to do was look at the QR code. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Speaking of Android devices and Google, Apple has had the Find My Phone feature since launch, basically. Yes. Android has had no such feature unless you installed third-party apps. Yes. Google is launching something called the Android Device Manager to fix that. So what will this Android Device Manager do? I have no clue because I haven't seen it. But according to the article and according to Google, uh, it'll let you locate lost or stolen devices, which means it'll probably let you control certain features like uh, turning on the ringtone, tracking it, turning on GPS. Of course, if it's on airplane mode, sucks to be you so i hope you don't leave it on an airplane because then you're screwed well i i leave my phone on airplane mode most of the day oh because you don't get any signal from where you're at yeah from work i get zero signal are you not able to connect through the wi-fi now your your work has to have a wi-fi network yeah no we're we're actually a very backward software company and <laughs> have no wi-fi whatsoever yes i, I have was... a wi-fi network i turn on airplane mode and then turn on the wi-fi so you're just shutting off... The cellular. The cellular network, okay. Yeah. Which your phone could still report its location through the Wi-Fi network. Mm-hmm. So then you wouldn't have to That's worry about that. how I play at work. I'm just going to skip over that. On breaks, calm down. We have a large campus. When you have to go to a building that is, you know, half a mile away, it takes a little time to get there. And so while you're walking, you hack. Or you attack. Or you deploy. You don't stand there and do all three. But yes, people play. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about. What do you. What was that, that was so not me. That is all Kate's fault. That's Kate. Okay. 
I even have my finger on my nose. Not me. <laughs> Not me. Not it. Not it. Uh, open table. Have you used open table, Andy? I have not used open table. I've actually used it once or twice, and it's very well designed, and it's very nice, and it it talks to a lot of good restaurants. It's a great way to say, like, oh, we want to go somewhere. What's the wait time? Or can we get a, a table? Okay. And open table is experimenting with something that will make it so much more amazing. Which is? Mobile payments. Oh, that I could pay my for my meal without having to hand over my credit card or wait for the check. All right, so I'm just curious to search for all of the Kalamazoo restaurants that have open table. Both of them? There are five. Oh, wait, there are three additional restaurants with no availability. So there are eight restaurants in the Kalamazoo area that do open table. Cool. Are any of them good? Uh, let's see, one's a steakhouse that's known to be pretty expensive, not really worth it. Yeah, I'm not really seeing anything. Oh, three of them are three versions of the same restaurant. Oh, that sucks. Well, there, it's in three different locations, so most of the time, though, this place is pretty empty and you can get a table without even waiting. Yep. I know that uh, Main Street Ventures is on it, so if you go to Ann Arbor, it's actually kind of worth it. Yeah, I think uh, we used Open Table for our anniversary reservations at Webster. Webster's. Sorry, Webster's is the one here. Yep. I had just seen Webster's here. Would you stop playing Family Feud and go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Andy. That's impressive. Okay, anyway. Are we good? Um, Random topic and review? Let's see if there's anything. Sony and Panasonic are making a 300 gigabyte disc. Which to me seems to be a little uh, behind the times. We're still relevant, we swear. What's the seek time on a 300 gigabyte disc? I don't know. That's They're saying this is going to be for archival purposes only. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, instead of you know using giant reel-to-reel tapes, you would just use a giant disc. Well, it's not giant, it's just there's a high capacity. Okay, yeah, so it's a high-capacity disc, which probably, you're right, has a huge seek time, so therefore you only want it for backup. Yep. Okay, so, random topic. Uh, it is random your week. Review? Random you review. I swear I'm okay. I've been playing... Well, no, I'm not going to do that. We'll, we'll talk about Monaco. Talk about You've Monaco. You've played Monaco? Yeah, I Monaco. I have played the tutorials of Monaco. You played the tutorial of Monaco. That's actually more than I played before I was asked to actually play Monaco. Uh, I got roped into playing a multiplayer Monaco game. Without going through the tutorial? Without going through the tutorial. How I was quickly... not aware that there was a tutorial. <laughs> How quickly did you... Uh... I lived. Really? The whole game. Who else died? Uh, Bri died once or twice. So Bri played as the, uh, the, the guy who actually knocks people out. Brendan played the lockpick, and I played the recon guy. You can tell how how much how in depth into the game I went, given that I don't remember the class names. That's okay. I just know them by color. I was red. Okay, so you're the guy who can see through the walls. Yep, I could see. If I'm not moving, I could see everything, but only if I'm not moving. Uh, Brian, Brendan were blue and something. Okay, I don't remember the last color. Brendan's hitting his head against the desk right now. I'm sure. It's like, why didn't you ask me to come on and talk about this game? Brian and Brendan both really like this game. 
I think it's okay. It's very tight. The multiplayer is a lot of fun. That's, um, when, I, when I have seen multiplayer, to me, it honestly seems like it's Magicka just set in a heist film. Well, except that you, you aren't screwing with each other. You, you can, though. Can you? If, well, if you're not playing correctly, if you're not oh, well, on I par. Mean, yeah, but that's any heist. True. Right? I mean, think yeah. about Ocean's 11, 12, or whatever. Like, if any one person had decided to fuck with everyone else, the whole thing would collapse. True. So, yeah, of course it's going to look like that. Because the idea is you are supposed to be working together. Now, in Magicka, you can easily fuck with each other accidentally. In Monaco, it's not really accidental. It, you you kind of have to intentionally if you're going to fuck with someone. Yeah, this you're right. This one you'd have to seriously put some effort into messing with people. Right. I mean, now, the have you most played, dangerous thing would be not communicating. Have you played any of the? Do you just play at the normal levels, or have you played any of the uh, character created or person user, user created? created uh, we just played the normal levels. Just the, the normal levels, because again, it was my first time playing, and I was very unaware of what was going on. That said, it's cute, it's clever, it's tiny, it's smart, it's fun. Which is why I picked it up during the, the Steam sale. Yep. It's not, in my opinion, deserving of the incredible amount of praise and hype it got, but it is a good little game. So your question right now is, it, it's currently $15. 10 bucks at most. Yeah, that's what I got it. What seven dollars is when yeah. I got it. Ten bucks at most. If it goes on sale, pick it up. Now, have you tried it by yourself or no? I have not. I have actually been playing Fallout New Vegas by myself. I see. Which, on a slight side note, New Vegas versus Fallout Three. You've played both, right? I've played Fallout Three. I haven't played New Vegas. Okay. Um, New Vegas is is kind of a nicer game in general. The one thing that I missed from three was the music. Yeah, what'd you think of Monaco's soundtrack? Eh, it was nice. It was good. It fit the feel of the game. Yeah, because it just had that just the the basically like you feel like it's a nineteen twenties heist heist with the piano. Right, which is what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. So the music in Monaco worked it, it I honestly that was not bad. No, it was actually really good. I wonder if anybody's done the soundtrack to Monaco. I believe so. You can probably find it on YouTube if you cannot find it anywhere else. Oh yeah, you could buy the digital album for seven dollars. Well there you go. Mm-hmm. Any comments on your side, Andy, about Monaco? Like I said, I've only gone through the tutorial. I haven't tried any of the single player levels or anything yet. It seems interesting. I'm not sure how well everything is balanced. I know that he is still working with it, because I remember reading a uh, thread that somebody had posted on a forum about how the fact that the uh, hacker was completely broken broken, and not in a good way. Oh, he, broken it, useless. Yeah, broken useless. Okay. Like the fact that the, the electric plugs sometimes would, because they randomly appear in the level, mm-hmm. would sometimes appear in locations that you cannot access. Oops. So then if you're playing as the hacker, you've got nothing to do because your one quote-unquote superpower is useless because you cannot get to a plug. Yep. So the game's creator was responded to that going, okay, you have an honest point there. Let me fix that. So. Yep. Free level editor is kind of nice. The idea that there is user-generated content. I know I'm not really a big fan of DLC, but I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of non-editorialized user-created content. Does that well, make you, sense? You, you depend on the user base to to curate it. 
which, like I said, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. To let the users curate? Yeah. Have you tried any of the Portal 2 user-created content? No, I haven't, actually. I should check some of those out, because I've, I've heard that some of those are actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, some of the people who design these are basically professional designers. Like the guy who did that Skyrim mod and spent, like, what, 9,000 hours on it or something like that, just so Bethesda could be like, hey, look at him. Or he, he could go to Bethesda and be like, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. I, I could see. Like I said, I should probably try this with other people, and we could. I could probably give you a better opinion of the game. Right. But I'm also curious to try this as a single-player opportunity, because that is a majority of my gaming. Single-player? Mm-hmm. That's too bad. It's just the way things work. Yep. All right, what else do we have? Random topic. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time? Yes. The random topic is, yes. what exotic animal would you want as a pet? Oh, Oh, man. How exotic are we allowed to go? I, I just said, what exotic animal would you want as a pet? Does the animal have to exist? I can only go by what is given to me, which is well, what exotic... Well, I'm asking you for your definition of exotic... Okay, fine. I'll look up the... Define exotic. Originating in or characteristic of a distant foreign country. What exotic pet... So wait, does that mean that like if you're living in Africa, what we would consider an exotic pet for you, you would consider a buffalo as an exotic pet? Yes. Buffaloes would be exotic for places not in the United States. Okay. The Mustang would be an exotic animal. Well, I mean, Mustang is a horse is not exotic. True. Ligers would be pretty fun. <laughs> I I would count that as exotic. That that would be. Laura gave that one to me, and I agree. Ligers would be a lot of fun. I don't know something cute. Red panda. I would go for some sort of I don't know maybe some sort of wolf. Some sort of wolf. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like maybe something like a sort of like a like a wolf Siberian husky sort of hybrid. So you want a dog. But not a dog. An exotic. But not a dog. An exotic dog. An exotic wolf dog. An exotic wolf dog. Go go look up N A I D. N A I D. N A I D. A NAID. National Association for Information Destruction. Okay, try NAID dog. NAID dog. Native American Indian dog. Yes. Ah, the puppy looks adorable. The one with the biting the little red stick. Yeah. Yeah, he's so cute. Kate has approved. Okay, so we're good. <laughs> so you guys might get a Native American Indian dog. Sure. <laughs> Laura just looked like you stabbed her through the heart. Why? Because she wants one. <laughs> oh. I'm not letting her get one. Because <laughs> you're not a dog person. I'm so not a dog person. She, she's... Laura knows some of these images by name. <laughs> That's, that's, I'm getting off this page. That's kind of disturbing. <laughs> red panda. Seriously, type it in. I know what a red panda looks like. Well, then why don't you want one? Be they are so adorable, and they are, like, always smiling. What type of, oh, it's also known as a red cat bear. That's a funny name. A red cat bear? Yes. He's so cute. 
The problem is I'd have to get like some sort of tree for it to live in. Oh, you wouldn't need a tree for it. Just get it a cat tower? Right. Now, feeding it might be a little weird, but I don't know what Firefoxes eat. Red pandas eat bamboo, I do believe. Do they? Hey, hold on, let me get Wikipedia up. Red panda, da, 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 da. it's slightly larger than a cat. It feeds mainly on bamboo, point to me. Mostly of them, yeah, bamboo. But it also eats eggs, birds, insects, and small mammals. <laughs> small. <laughs> like, does it eat children? <laughs> I don't know. It's... Dingo ate my baby. Oh, good. It is mainly active from dusk until dawn. So it's so, nocturnal. <laughs> so you're going to be sleeping, and all of a sudden the red panda is going to try and eat something. <laughs> eat something? Andy, it's not like it's a hunter. <laughs> Maybe if you, it, if you were to look up information on a cat, it would be almost the same thing, minus the bamboo. What if you could grow bamboo in Michigan? Yes. The answer is yes. The question is, can you grow bamboo outside without tending to it in Michigan? I love how the first link is the Michigan Bamboo Company, and the second link is why you should not plant bamboo in your yard. Because it's not a native species, and it will displace native species. It can spread, it can be an invasive threat. Getting rid of bamboo can take years and require herbicide. Yeah, it, it grows. <laughs> wonder if you could grow bamboo and then use it in some sort of wood-burning stove. Why would you want Bamboo is a long-term relationship that should not be entered lately. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's, that's our answer. Is you're going to have a panda. And you're getting I'm a gonna... Native American Indian dog? I'm going to get a wolf dog. Okay. I think red panda. I mean, there's other choices out there. I just like the fact that you're going to get a cat bear. I'm going to get a wolf dog. Cat bear greater than wolf dog. <laughs> Sounds like some weird Nickelodeon cartoon. Well, that was cat dog. Ah. So now we need a new Nickelodeon cartoon for wolf bear. <laughs> wolf bear. Laura's pointing out there's um, all the, the hybrids in Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Have you ever watched that show? No. Okay. Every animal is actually two animals hybrid together. Huh. There's like a lemur bat. There's a bunch of others. I don't remember them offhand. Anyway, I think that's it. Wolf, dog, and cat bear. A okay. red cat bear. Red pandas. Adorable. So much better than this freaking... Hey, before we go, uh, yeah. did anybody email you anything about the contest? Nope. Okay. You should probably remind people about it. Kate wants to participate in this contest. You should listen to the last episode, then. Yeah. In fact, I think that's what we're going to do. To remind people of it, go back and listen to episode 318. You can jump to the end, because there's information on the contest. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, that's a wrap. That's it. Bye, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at... RA Podcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.